three, two, one. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Reactiverse podcast brought to you by Passion Fruit. Today I am joined by objectively, I think, a rather newer guest in terms of the reaction space. Uh, someone who's relatively new to the scene compared to some of the other guests I've had on so far. Uh, but she is making her own impact uh, thus far with her emotional and extensive anime reactions. I'm excited to have her here today. It is Itakume. Hello, thank you for having me. Uh, thank you so much for being here. Uh, yeah, I know it's late for you. You're all the way in Scotland right now, so I appreciate you uh, making the time for, for, for me tonight. No worries. I'm used to the time difference between America and Scotland. <laughs> Get used to it after yeah. a bit of time. <laughs> uh, like I said before, though, uh, you're currently, I think, one of the uh, quote unquote, you know, younger reaction channels that I know, uh, not in terms of like your actual age, but in terms of like the age of your channel, which is that you started uh, during the uh, 2020 era of what I call affectionately the uh, pandemic babies of reaction <laughs> yeah. channels of people who started uh, doing it because you were, uh, it was the time when I know so many channels now that started uh, in uh, the pandemic and they're like, I'm, I have nothing better to do. So I'm going to start a reaction channel. So here we are. And uh, yeah. a lot of the channels have thrived now. Um, and so I want to get into that. Obviously, your experience through that, your experience with the channel, how things have gone since then, uh, because you're here now and I appreciate what you've done and what you brought to the space. Thank you. So like you said, I did start <laughs> back in 2020 during COVID, um, May 2020, actually, so it's been just over three years now. And initially, I was going to start before the pandemic, actually. I was like, I think it was during January time. I was like, oh, I'm going to start a channel and I recorded my first video and then I just didn't touch it until COVID right. came and I had nothing better to do. And I was like, okay, this is like my shot. So I uploaded my first video, which wasn't even a reaction. I wasn't planning to do reactions at first. I was doing reviews on anime. Right. So I uploaded my first review and it did all right, but like I was new. Most of my views were from friends and family, of course. And then it wasn't yeah. until I think July when ReZero started airing that I decided to try reactions, see how it went. And I, the first one was received really well compared to my other videos, which I didn't expect, um, which was a great thing for me. I was like, oh my God, all these views. I was like, I was over a hundred views, wow, that's insane. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, I just kept going from there. And I think the fact that I started in COVID really helped my channel grow because everyone like me had nothing better to do than to watch YouTube. So starting in COVID right. did really help me out with getting that first boost and doing the shows that were quite popular at that time there weren't many because anime also took a big hit from COVID so I was just doing the ones that were there at the time and mm -hmm. yeah I managed to grow and then towards the end of the year Attack on Titan came back and that was it that helped my channel really boost up and here we are now three and a half years later doing yeah. quite well yeah uh, yeah Attack on Titan is always one of those uh, big shows that always uh, people love to come and support <laughs> yeah. um but i want to even go back further so uh like i said you're from scotland and uh were you uh born and raised in scotland yeah so from the age of seven before that i was in england and then i moved to scotland when i was seven i've been here ever since and uh i guess what was your exposure to uh anime uh and or uh western media out there so from a young age, I was like watching cartoons, of course. I didn't know what anime was. I watched a lot of like American TV and things like that, like the Vampire Diaries and Once Upon a Time and those kind of shows that came out on Netflix. 
my i i watched some anime when i was younger i guess that i didn't know was anime like everyone else does but i wasn't really much of a pokemon person i was more like bakugan and like pretty cure like the magical girls and things but i had no idea what it was right. and then ugh, it was i think 2015 that i first discovered what anime actually was i i used to like to mm. draw a bit and the way that it started is i was drawing anime characters i didn't really i knew what anime was at that point but i was just drawing them and then at one point i came across this character that i wanted to draw by like these step-by-step things i'm not a good drawer otherwise i just do the step-by-step <laughs> and I saw like the name of the character and then what anime he was from. And so I was like, oh, I'll give it a shot maybe. And that was what started. It was with Clanad um, that started my journey with anime. And then yeah. for the next year, I didn't dive any deeper than that one show. I just kept watching the same anime, which is really insane that I think about it. But I was like, I think I was scared to go <laughs> into that world. So I just kept watching the same one over and over. And then 2016 yeah. summer after my exams, I was like, oh, maybe I should try some other ones. So I started watching ones that were like that and then that kept going and I think I'd say it was after I watched Fullmetal Alchemist Brotherhood that really secured me in the anime sphere like I was like I'm, I'm in love with this thing and I just kept watching more and more and I've watched a lot now since then right <laughs> uh yeah because uh I was the same way really uh I, when I was growing up I you know obviously a big gateway anime for uh, a lot of young kids is like Dragon Ball Z Pokemon, like you mm -hmm. said, and so when I started watching Dragon Ball Z as a kid, I would draw this. I would draw them as well. I like the kind of design of like their uh, character designs, and so that's how I got sort of like affiliated with it. And it wasn't until similarly when I was in high school, I uh, you know found uh, the kind of boom of like Naruto and other shows that were coming to the states. Um, uh, then made them a little more accessible, and uh, mm -hmm. yeah, when. Uh, I got into the, like you said, you're afraid to sort of like step over that line until like, you know, okay, well, I, I want to maybe know more, know more about this, but it's a, it's a huge yeah. landscape of what is out mm -hmm. there and trying to parse that out could be a little overwhelming. Um, when you uh, uh, were getting into it, do you know like what was like kind of like the, the gateway anime for you that sort of like cemented like, okay, I want to know more about this officially now. I'm prepared to sort of like dive more into this. I think, I mean, the first anime that I watched was, like, Clad, but that wasn't the one that really, like, cemented my love for anime. It was, like, that and, like, the others that are like it, like, Your Line, April, and Angel Beast. I just started off with all those really sad ones that make you cry for some reason. But it yeah. wasn't until, I think, a year and a half later, I was watching Fullmetal Alchemist, the original, actually, uh, during my exam time, mm -hmm. and I got hooked on it. And then afterwards, I watched Fullmetal Alchemist Brotherhood, and it was then, from then on, I was like, wow, this is something that I really want to get deep into. Like, I, I... It was amazing, and to this day, it's still my favorite anime of all time. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was similar to me again. Like I, I, uh, I also watched Full Metal. That was one of my, one of my first other animes I watched, along with Naruto. And that was, I think, maybe because of, again, or at least for me, the sort of like uh, westernized like uh, uh, architecture of everything and like the way it's set in sort of like the like German Germanic sort of setting of things uh, mm -hmm. made it a little more accessible. Like at least in my mind as a kid. Um, but in, in that sense, like, uh, you watch so much anime now, like, uh, and you don't focus any, uh, American or live action content on your channel. Is anime just something like a sort of like medium that you prefer like over like live action content or American content? Yeah, I tend to gravitate towards anime more. Like if I have free time and I have nothing, I have a little bit of free time. What I will usually do is I'll watch anime. I won't go more towards like American TV and stuff like I do watch a lot of Western TV I go and watch movies and things in the cinema but I anime is my like medium of choice when I have the choice and when I have the mm -hmm. time so I think with my channel yeah. I didn't see any other thing that I'd 
react to other than anime. Like I started it because I didn't have many people to talk to about anime. So that was the whole point of my channel to begin with. Right. And then, yeah, so getting into the channel again, you started in May of 2020, uh, right as the pandemic was sort of like solidifying itself in an in a idea of like, okay, we're going to be kind of stuck with this thing for a little while. And everyone was like isolating. Um, do you recall like when you started, because uh, you said you recorded earlier in the year and you just didn't touch it until later, uh, when you mm -hmm. decided to put that out, do you recall the sort of like what was going on in your life personally at that time when you were deciding like, okay, I want to sort of like make this effort on the channel? I mean, I don't remember what actually like struck me as the point that I would start editing this video and start actually putting it out. I think I just had nothing else to do. And maybe I was like, it's about time. I said I would do this like half a year ago and I didn't do it. And I think my parents probably urged yeah. me on. They were like, you've got this video recorded. You might as well do something with it. Um, I just remember <laughs> the day that I uploaded, though, I was so nervous. That first video and I had no idea how YouTube worked. I'd edited for the first time using iMovie. I had no idea what to do with that either. It was the most like easily done video ever. And I just remember sitting on the couch with like my mom and us being like pressing the upload together and be like, oh my God. And then watching to see if the views grew and then like telling all my friends and my family, like, go watch this, go watch this, subscribe to my channel and things like that. <laughs> it was a wild time. It's hard to remember because the whole of COVID anyway feels like such a blur to me that whole time. But I do remember right. the excitement mixed with the nerves of putting out that first video and then seeing the all right response it got and <laughs> making me want to do more. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it was it was an interesting time. It was quite exciting, but I don't remember much more than that about it. <laughs> <laughs> the same. Don't worry. Very much same. The whole year was a very big blur for me as well. Um, but like you said, you started with the reviews first and then you pivoted into reactions for, you know, ReZero for that second season that was coming out. Um, uh, what was the, I guess, the decision behind starting like or pivoting to a reaction as opposed to a review? Like, were you familiar with the reaction space at all going into that? I was kind of familiar with the reaction space. I didn't personally watch a lot of YouTube before I started doing my own YouTube. Like, I watched a few channels here and there, but I didn't really watch as much as they do now, basically. And I was only familiar with mm. a few reactions that I like had found that were specific, more specific to like series that I was watching or just like a specific episode that I wanted to see how someone reacted to or things like that. I never followed someone properly. And then the idea to do reactions came about first from like me thinking it'd be fun. But also um it was a lot of my friends and family um with their experience of how I usually watch anime in that I am yeah. very expressive as I am. <laughs> I've screamed, I've cried. My parents at this point and my whole family don't even bad an eye when they see that I'm crying because I just cry all the time over <laughs> anime. Um, someone, the first time I ever screamed, my mom ran to my room and she was like, are you okay? And I'm like, it's fine. This person just died. It's okay. <laughs> and I used to watch anime with a friend of mine over FaceTime and she'd be like, you, you'd be great in the reactions. Like I, I, I'm very expressive basically in how I watch things. So all that it took was me to take what I already do while I'm watching anime and just also verbalize it rather than just my expressions and just my my crying and my screaming to just verbalize everything. And of course, at first it was hard for me to remember to speak um, and not just think. I remember my first reaction when I watch it back, I'm like, there's so much of me just watching and not saying a single thing. That must be so boring. Um, but the more yeah. I've come to do it, the more I get used to it. To the point that some people say stop speaking so much. <laughs> um, I do like to talk yeah. a lot, but... Um, I think that's what makes a good reaction channel, I hope. And since then, I have discovered other reactors, and I, I tend to not watch reactions to things that I'm reacting to because it kind of makes me compare. 
but I do watch right. um, reactions to other anime that I'm not reacting to. And I've grown to find other reactions that aren't just to anime, but also to other Western media as well, which is nice to see as well. But yeah, um, yeah. I just felt like reaction was my calling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, I mean, yes, that's part of it is like if you have that sort of natural you know, uh, reaction to things is to, to be very expressive in your emotions. Like that's, that's a big part of like the push that people have to get out there because it's, it's very clear, you know, when you can find someone who has that sort of genuine reaction to, uh, media that they're watching you, you think that this is like a great thing to share with other people. At least that's how I felt, you know, watching reactions. That's why I like them so much. And, uh, you said, you know, starting that first, uh, reaction, you know, there was a lot of like, you know, what would you call it sort of dead air of just like watching, um, was there, uh, going into those first few videos, like, was there a significant learning curve in terms of like the etiquette and yeah, like being able to sort of express yourself, uh, outwardly more so than you're even like, you know, genuinely comfortable with? I mean, I think after the first few, I kind of got used to it. it. I've gotten better at it now. And at first I think I found it hard to speak and read subtitles at the same time as well. And to this day, sometimes right. there are things that I miss or, things that I find it hard to process at the time and things that are a lot of like very dialogue heavy, like for Attack on Titan, sometimes the very dialogue heavy episodes, I find it hard to react and also take it in. So sometimes I'm like, I come back the like video after and talk about my thoughts again, because I've finally processed and rewatched it, maybe the episode and things. At first I used to always rewatch the episodes as well. That was a thing that I used to do because I thought that I wasn't taking it enough while I was reacting. But yeah, I think I, I don't, know exactly but I just think the more I did it the more comfortable I got with speaking I guess that's just like practicing and not really practicing because I haven't practiced like practice beforehand but like I think just the yeah. more you are showing up yourself on camera and also watching back my old reactions and being like oh so I wasn't talking about enough I need to watch that and talk a bit more and things like that it was it was very gradual for me I think and I think I just, I've gotten better. But even now, when I turn the camera on, I'm nervous at first. But whenever, I think for me, the thing is when I start talking about something that I love, all the nerves go away and I'm just talking passionately about something right. that I really enjoy. And uh, yeah, I just got more comfortable with the camera and more comfortable with watching anime while speaking. And yeah, it just comes naturally to me now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's very studious uh, nature that you seem to have about it, like being able to watch yourself and sort of improve upon what you think you can like that's a yeah it's a good habit to have <laughs> in this space um was uh youtube like a at least like the sort of the, the anime side of youtube you were something familiar with like in terms of like uh you know uh the, the the fandom of like what anime was in terms of like the online cultural conversations a little bit i wasn't that heavy into any sort of fandom space like i had instagram but like i only followed like a few anime things there i was very much just on more on my personal instagram without things like that i didn't have twitter yet at that point either i started my twitter after youtube but with mm -hmm. youtube i think i had found a few channels like, the big ones like um the anime man and gigak and sea dog va and aki deer so those are the ones that i found and i didn't really dive any deeper than that i just used to watch their videos um and it's not it wasn't until i started reactions that i found other people more it was just before actually that I found a few good reaction channels and that's why I watched with anime as well. And some breakdown videos, like there's this great channel, Mother's Basement. I loved his breakdowns of like openings and things like that. So those were the ones that I was familiar with, but I didn't, like I said, I didn't really watch, watch much YouTube anyway at that point. So hmm. no, I wasn't, ex I wasn't exposed to very much of anime YouTube until I started doing my own reactions. That's when I found a lot more through just making friends and also just find, wanting to find more content. 
um, yeah, no, I didn't have much into it actually. That's one of the reasons that I started my channel is because I wanted, yeah, to share my interests with people and to find more people that like what I like. Yeah, and what was that experience like? Uh, you know, getting into uh, your reactions and getting the, uh, the the gradual feedback and reception of people coming in that you didn't know that weren't friends and family. It was amazing. The first time I got like a comment from someone that I didn't know, I celebrated so much. I was like, oh my God, this person commented, they don't know who I am. And then they started re requesting like reviews and I was like, oh, I'll do this, I'll do this. I, I never actually did the request, unfortunately, because then I started doing reactions and the reviews kind of dropped off. And even, even now when I try to do a review, no one watches it because they're not there for reviews anymore, they're for, they're for reactions. Um, when, when the one thing that I remember really is when I first did my first reaction and my video, I went to sleep. I woke up the next day and my video had was 100 views and I was like, this is insane. I can't believe it's made it to 100. Like, I never thought I'd make it this far. And then when the yeah. comments started coming in, that was the biggest thing. Because to this day, what I love the most about YouTube is just the comments and being able to have the discussions in the comments. And to this day, I still mm -hmm. read and reply to all the comments or at least read them and heart them at least. Uh, but I mostly reply to yeah. all of them. I, I just love that interaction is why I'm doing YouTube. So be, having people to talk to about things that I was watching that weren't just like a few friends of mine was an amazing experience. Just being able to talk about the most recent episode, talk about the things we liked and things we didn't like. ReZero was especially good as a first reaction because it had a lot of highs, but also a lot of things to talk about and discuss and a lot of things to unpack. So when those first comments mm -hmm. came in, I was really excited and I always made sure to like read them and to reply to them. And, it was amazing. And then as the views got higher, it just got more comments. And I was like, wow, oh my God. And um, that was great. And then the one big thing that changed with the comment section for me, though, I don't know if you're familiar with how bad spoilers can be. But yep. there started, people started leaving spoilers um, when I started writing to Attack on Titan. And that was when I was like, OK, I need to do something about this. And someone recommended that I should get a mod. And so I did. I got my first moderator, a friend of mine through Twitter. and. <laughs> Now I always have to get my video, my comments checked before I read them to make sure there's no spoilers because there's no point in me reacting if I've been spoiled and, I, and there's nothing I hate more than spoilers myself. So that comment, the yeah. comments change in that sense that there'd be a bunch that were removed from spoilers and depending on the anime and how many comments there are, you get more spoilers. So they, I just love the comments. Like the comments are so great. <laughs> yeah, it, no, the comments are yeah such I. Uh, definitely one of the most rewarding parts of doing this whole thing. And, uh, but you're right, you know, the spoilers and like the sort of, uh, moderation it needs sometimes when you start to blow up is so important. Um, and do, do you still have things sort of moderated and filtered now? Mostly I have three moderators right now and it, it, though what they can moderate completely solely depends on what manga they've read. If they haven't read the mm -hmm. manga or the, the source material of what I am watching, then there's no way of them to check my comments. Because unlike a lot of people, I only do seasonal anime usually most of the time. So it's right. only the source material that can be spoiled for me, not episodes that have already come out. Um, but no, mm -hmm. some, like, there are some that I've had to just pray and hope that people don't spoil me on, like Mob Psycho 100 that I did last year. I had no friends yeah. that had watched it or like read it earlier. So... I didn't get a moderator there. Luckily, that comment section was very nice. Even this season, I'm going into it with one, two anime, actually. Soul 100 and Mashoko Tensei that I don't have any moderator for. So I'm hoping those can get spoiled mm -hmm. for me as well. But yeah, with through, over even across three moderators, I can't have all of my um, 
anime checked, all my reactions checked, but mm -hmm. most of them to this point have been checked. And the biggest right. ones, especially like Jujutsu Kaisen and Attack on Titan, Demon Slayer, those are definitely checked for me because those are ones that people are more likely to leave spoilers on anyway. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, and, and you mentioned ReZero being, you know, again, one of the first uh, shows that you reacted to, along with um, Millionaire Detective, I think was the second one yeah, that you did simultaneously in that first sort of uh, era. Yeah. And uh, w was there any strategy behind those two shows or was it was it just like you just, i really love these shows i want to just sit down and just like start with these because they mean so much to me early on it was just my enjoyment i had no idea what was popular back then i think re-zero i had a feeling would do well <laughs> because it was quite popular um but millionaire detective was literally just a guilty pleasure of mine i was like i love this anime i want to watch it <laughs> i'd be like I, I like i wanted to watch it since i saw the trailers and so I just went with that. And obviously yeah. that I, that proved to me that what's popular matters because ReZero did a lot better than Millionaire Detective. And it was at that point right. that I realized, okay, like the more popular things do do better. And it's not like I sacrifice my enjoyment for the popularity. I usually do like the popular shows, but there is a way, there's a sense that I have to sometimes do what's popular just to get those views. Otherwise it doesn't really do well. It just, it's just lucky that I like what's popular. Like Attack on Titan is one of the biggest shows and that does really well. But yeah, with ReZero, I had no idea because I watched the first season like two months before the new season came out. And I think it was yeah. just one of the bigger ones of what was airing that season. Millionaire was just right. completely random. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and, and, and you dived into yeah, a handful within that first year. Um, and again, for that first year for yourself managing the channel, um, in 2020, we you know, which was such a, you know, sort of crazy year uh, across the world. Uh, do you remember what that experience was like just having the channel to sort of focus on while everything was going on around us? It was just a nice way to be able to communicate with people like outside of the house since I couldn't go out and talk to anyone or do anything. So I think just having the channel gave me one something to do something that I could focus on rather than just sitting around doing nothing the whole time. And it was just a way to kind of mm -hmm. connect with people outside of just my family that we were stuck with at home. <laughs> like it gave me an outlet right. of kind of like for me to express myself and also just to talk to people. I think without the channel, I would have been a lot more deprived of that kind of communication and that interaction that I wanted with people. So having the channel at that point did really help with that and also just giving me something to do at the time than just, I mean, I was going to be watching anime anyway, so it was just me recording rather than just right. watching it on my own. So it was a nice thing to do. Right. Yeah, a nice hobby to pick up. I had nothing else to do. So it helped out in that sense. And then as um, COVID, like with the, se the second wave, for example, it really helped out then as well because we never expected that to happen. So having that child to fall back on yeah. and just to find that enjoyment as well was really nice. It, now that we're sort of like in a, you know, what some might say, like a quote-unquote you know, post-pandemic uh, era of things uh do you did you notice like, any sort of shift in the online you know culture of like you know what who was coming in who was staying around uh, for the channel i think um all together the views may have dropped a little with people being more busy i don't feel it as much just because i'm a smaller channel i think so and i, I usually just <laughs> tend to get more views and what's more popular and things like that i don't usually notice if a big audience doesn't show up or something like that um, but I do think that people are less online now than they were back during COVID. So that might have had an effect. And even like now like, with the way things are, I think it just, yeah, kind of a little bit, but it didn't really affect me that much, I don't think. 
I think more of what the problem right, right. was with me or like the only issue that arose was that I was more busy. So I had less time to put into YouTube, yeah. like, because I'm a medical student and I attend uni every day. Mm -hmm. And having the first two right. years that I was doing YouTube, everything was online. So I just, my, I could like work around the right. timings and I could do an online lecture and then I could film a video and then I could go back doing online lectures. But with the return of uni, I had to go in for specific times. And then I started placements, which were nine till five. So I could only react when I came back. So that was the only thing that really changed. Cause I, I when I, cause I started during the pandemic, I never had to do that like management and that organization right. of when I could film and things. I used to just film as soon as the episode came out. But yeah, that's the only big thing that yeah. I noticed. I didn't really notice a lot with the change in online or like how like, the change in views and things. It didn't really affect me, I don't think too much. Yeah, no, it's, that's a really good point, though. Yeah, your own schedule is a yeah, it's a, such a, a shift. I think uh, getting back to the the world, as it were. Yeah. Uh, do you uh, do you do any significant research into selecting the shows now that you want to react to on camera? A little bit. It's more like I try. I, I talk to my subscribers and I ask them what they want, and I also do my own research. I look into what shows I'd be interested in the season, what I think is going to do well. A lot of the time it helps with it being like new seasons of things, because I know how they've done previously. Like Jujutsu Kaisen right now, season two is airing. I knew season one was a big one, so I knew season two was going to do well. So in that sense, those ones are like, there's the ones that I'm sure I'm going to react to when they come out. But then other than that, it's like sometimes I'm like, I just have to guess. Because obviously all I do is seasonals mostly. So I just have to kind of guess what will do well. I have nothing to kind of refer to other than my prediction at times. Right. But a lot of what I do is second seasons. The season was different because I was taking a break for the last two weeks. So the new season started. So I know what kind mm -hmm. of has been doing well these last two weeks. So that just helped me with what I wanted to do this season. But all the time it's just like me putting a poll out and being like, hey guys, so these are the ones I'm thinking about. What do you want? What ones do you want? Which would you rather I react to and things like that. Um, there was one season where I decided to do non-seasonals because the, the season was very cold. It was very dry. So there wasn't mm -hmm. a lot coming out that right. season. So I was like, I put a big video out being asking, like, what do you want me to react to? And that was the first time I did non-seasonals. That was completely dependent on what yeah. my subscribers wanted. I didn't put any input into that. I just gave a few that I thought might be nice. And then people just commented. And I saw whoever got the most. And I, I put a poll out at the end of that. And that was the end of that but yeah yeah this time it's like a combination I remember that <laughs> yeah that was completely like different from what i've ever done because i always do seasonal so that was it was just i had nothing that i wanted to react to that season it was a very dry season so that's the only reason that ever happened i don't know if it'll ever happen again <laughs> if i'll ever do non-seasonals they don't tend to do as well on my channel so i don't usually gravitate towards them it's a different experience altogether though there's like less stress with the uploading and things and less stress of like having to get right. the episode out as soon as it's like it airs because i'm just doing it on my own schedule um, so there was a kind yeah. of it was a kind of relaxing season that time like to get to do that and it, it did make a lot of people happy but uh, yeah it's usually seasonals and it's just depending on what people want and a combination of that and what I want I guess but sometimes I do have to sacrifice what I'd rather react to for the people that want different things like this season for example I was thinking of reacting to my happy marriage which is a romance which don't usually do well in reactions <laughs> right. but I kind of wanted to do it anyway but then more people wanted for example Zone 100 or Mushoku Tensei so I went towards yeah. those instead but of course I would never react to anything that I don't enjoy so you definitely still need to make it uh, a 
an outlet for yourself. You can't, mm-hmm. yeah, you can't exactly. sacrifice your enjoyment just to keep, you know, what the the numbers are saying. You gotta like make sure to have like that mm-hmm. outlet. Of, like, I really want to watch this thing. I, I'm gonna just dedicate myself to watching it. And uh, yeah, and I appreciate I appreciate that you took that uh, initiative for the dry spell last year to ask the audience because you ended up reacting to one of my favorite shows, Mop Psycho 100, which I, I uh, really really enjoyed show. your reactions to that. <laughs> Yes, like it's important to uh, for a channel if you're trying to make it thrive to sort of like just anticipate the numbers and like what the sort of you know conversation is around them. But uh, when you're able to have the interactivity with your audience and like have them say, "I really, really want you to watch the show because I like you as a person and I want to know what your reaction is going to be to this thing that I love." That sort of like builds like a really good community between you and them because they they appreciate you know gain to kind of like have that sort of you know, impact on on you that you're also having on them and their favorite thing. Yeah, no, it's actually quite, um, it blows my mind how people, when I get requests and people really want me to see this thing. And then when, at the same time, like when I let them down and I don't react to the thing, you can kind of see that they're kind of sad about it. But it does, I feel quite honored that they like me enough that they want to see how I'd react to specific things. And there, there are the people that find me on Twitter instead. Like I, I always say that if you want my reactions on things I'm not reacting to, I can't give you a video, but I can give you my thoughts on Twitter. So a lot of people do right. go over to Twitter and talk to me there and find me there to see why I, and ask me there what <laughs> I thought about specific things. Cause I can't react to everything obviously yeah. it was too much, but there is that, that kind of like interactivity there and, is yeah it's just kind of honoring that people want to see me react to all these kind of things that it shows that they love it shows that they they just care about my reactions to things which is i don't know why but i really appreciate it Uh, and you mentioned yeah twitter uh being a place where you can share some of your other thoughts to shows that aren't actively on the channel um recently you did a did that for monster and after last airbender um yeah what's the decision behind like sort of like you know which shows you want to reserve for yourself off camera Versus like the ones you want to like put towards the channel. Well, one of the big things is the popularity. Whatever show is going to be popular, I usually do tend to react to. But another thing is there's just shows sometimes that I just want to watch by myself. And that I will share my thoughts on Twitter. For example, Fruits Basket a few years back was, it's such a special show to me. And I was thinking of reacting to it at first. But then I was like, it just means too much to me. I don't want to put that out there. I just kind of want to keep it for myself and just like be like comfortable when I'm watching it. And there was a time when I was, also watching it with my friends, so I wanted to have that interaction instead just as watching it on our own. And there are other things like this season, for example, Bungo Stray Dogs. I was thinking of reacting to it, but then I realized that it was just kind of like my comfort show. And I just wanted to keep it for myself. So, right. yeah, there's just sometimes shows that I don't want to share my reaction to. That I just want to be comfortable in my pajamas sitting in my bed watching instead. So those are kind of the ones that I'm like, okay, I won't react to those. But if people want to know my thoughts... And it's not just that people, I usually tend to go on Twitter to like ramble about things that I need to get out of my head or my system. Like something big happens in the show. I just want to talk about it. So that was my outlet. Twitter is very much unorganized and not like my YouTube channel at all. It's just a place for me to dump things basically. But there are specific yeah. shows that I know people want to hear about. For example, My Academia season six, I think it was. I didn't mm-hmm. react to that season. A lot of people were disappointed about that. But I used to go on every time a new episode came out and talk about it there yeah avatar i realized that a lot mm-hmm. of people wanted to hear what i had to say about avatar so that's why i started talking about that one um same with monster i just kind of really wanted to talk about my thoughts on that because it was a really big show for me but it's usually things that just like right. affect me more that i talk about on twitter um and things that i'm just not reacting to that i just go to twitter but yeah usually it's just more popular things is on youtube and then the less popular is on twitter and even then sometimes i don't share things right. on twitter like for random shows that i'm watching <laughs> Uh, are there any other shows that you've watched recently that you ha- you haven't yeah spoken about publicly but you uh, enjoyed really really much? 
watched recently? Um, I didn't talk much about Chihafuru. I really like Chihafuru. Is that how you say it? Chihayafuru. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a, what's it about? It's about, oh, I don't remember the sport, but it's some kind of card game it's about. And I really enjoyed it, but there was not much people to talk to about. I think I mentioned it maybe once. <laughs> And then after that, yeah. I just never talked about it again because there was no one like replying to my tweets about it. I had a friend who'd watched it, so that was quite good to get in there. But I think, what else have I watched recently that I didn't really talk about? I don't remember what I last watched. I was re-watching Hunter Hunter recently. I didn't really talk about that, to be honest. I just kind of was enjoying it yeah. by myself. Sometimes I can't be bothered to tweet about something as well. Like I'm just like, yeah. I can't be bothered to talk about this. I just keep it to myself. Um, Perfectly fine. Like that. I'm also re-watching Villain Saga. That's another one I'm not really talking about, but... Yeah, I, yeah, it just depends sometimes. I think a lot of the completed anime that I watch, I don't talk about often. I don't know why. Yeah, just... yeah. Uh, I mean, because yeah, you mentioned re even rewatching shows that you reacted to for the sake of like catching more information that you might have missed, or even like refining your craft of it, um, and watching stuff off camera too, in uh, top of your schedule. Uh, do you have any? tips or advice of like time management how you're able to yes like be in uni and also still manage to have time for the channel have time for yourself and all these other things it's hard i'm not very good at time management sometimes i do sacrifice my studying <laughs> for things like that which isn't good of me i'm, I'm i love to watch anime so it's very hard for me yeah. to stop myself um but i guess my my go-to thing is to make my priorities straight like if I do need to study more I will limit how much I do on YouTube how much I react to for example I'd switch from going three anime a week to two a week like I do know that my uni is more important than my YouTube at the moment I don't do it full-time it's just a hobby of mine so I do put things above it and if it needs like for example even the break I needed that break I needed it for myself I needed to take time for myself I had some personal things going on so I was like no I just need to cut YouTube out for a, a two like two weeks and I have never actually really done that before. The only reason I've taken a break from YouTube is for either like a week for like exams or for example, or like I'd be on holiday and I couldn't record while I was away. This is the first time I really just took right. two weeks off, just like completely no YouTube. Trying to find the days that I'd have more time, trying to be like, okay, I'm going to not be able to study that much on this day. So I'll make up for another, another day or something like that. The same with watching anime, like I'll be like, okay, I need to get this done. If I do get this done, then I can go and watch an episode or I can watch in between in my breaks right. and things. But special thing that i do when i'm when i have exams for example i don't watch any new anime i only watch like rewatches i only do rewatches because i know if i if i know what happens next i won't be tempted to continue watching i just no i can stop right. so that's that's the thing i do i only watch i only do rewatches during exam time so that helps as well but yeah. yeah in the end it's just knowing what's important and just trying to give yourself a set amount of time for something and then move on and do something else that you need to do and Make up for things. Yeah, it is hard. Like medicine is a very, it's a very busy um, course to do. But YouTube is kind of right. like that outlet for me. It's like that freedom. And I like having that there. So doing it as a hobby is just yeah. nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's no, uh, I'm glad. Yeah. Taking the breaks that you need, uh, again, is very important. And I advocate for that for any everyone doing this, uh, working in the space, because um, it's easy to, yeah, get stuck in the grind. And the hustle of like, I need to keep putting out, I need to keep keep up with like, what's next, what's new. And uh, yeah, I, I advocate everyone to take a two week break, at least probably two, maybe three times a year, honestly, if you're doing this, because you can get very, very burnt out very easily on top of like, like you said, managing your own life and your own responsibilities. Um, when you're, uh, I don't want to get too far into like the, again, 
pry into your break and take your break and make it into the content. But I want to ask, like, when you uh, do the break, do you have any sort of like off limit, uh, off limit uh, sort of uh, stipulations for yourself? Like, know this, know that, things like that. Um, with the, when I was this last break, I guess I just tried to stay completely away. Like, I didn't even reply to any comments that I got. Like, I had released Jujutsu Kaisen season two episode one just before I started my break, and even then. I didn't reply to any of those comments. Like I just completely stayed away. I didn't even talk in the community post until the day before that I was going to be back. I was still active on Twitter because Twitter is just kind of like where I dump things. But mm -hmm. other than that, I just completely stayed away from YouTube. And that was that was a big change for me. I kind of missed it. Like I came back today to film. I was like, I can't remember how to film anymore. Like, well, how do I do this? <laughs> um, so that, that, yeah, I just kind of stayed away. Didn't do anything to do with YouTube. And it was kind of nice just to get that little break because the most I usually get is like a week between the seasons changing and that's it. Because mm -hmm. then the new season starts after the new season and then season's ending and the new season starts. And then you just kind of, there's always usually like a week be between that you just kind of get a little off time. But yeah, other than that, I usually never get off time. So just these two weeks, I just kind of stay completely away. And even though it was hard, especially with like me stopping myself from watching the new episodes so that I could save them for the reactions. But yeah, it was just mm -hmm. kind of nice. It kind of like a little bit of air, I guess, a little bit of change just to right. not have to think about YouTube and just completely avoid that space. Yeah, it was nice. Absolutely. It was nice. Different. Of course, I miss it. And I love doing YouTube, but it was just I think I needed that little bit of time and setting those boundaries and being like, OK, I'm just going to stay away from now was quite nice. Yeah, it's very, 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 very necessary. <laughs> I would definitely say. Um, but now that you're back, uh, or you're trying to get back into the swing of things with Jujutsu Kaisen and some of the other shows coming up, uh, do you have any sort of future aspirations for the channel that you think that you want to try out, you know, experiment with, or you kind of just like you know, just want to kind of stay sort of like on the steady uh, trajectory that you're on? I don't really know, to be honest. I don't really think about the future of my channel just because <laughs> it's just a hobby for me. Unlike for other people that have to keep going and keep making money off of it. For me, money is just a perk. <laughs> and I just enjoy doing yeah. it. I don't have any plans, really. I just want to keep doing what I'm doing as long as I can. I really don't know how long my channel will keep going, honestly. I don't know if I'll get too busy once I'm fully, like, I'm a doctor at that point. If I'll still have time to keep doing YouTube, I'll probably try. And maybe it'll slow down a bit then. But... Yeah, I just want to keep doing what I'm doing. I'm just enjoying what I'm doing and just keep going, I guess, until I don't want to do it anymore, yeah. until I can't do it anymore. Yeah, well, it's good. It's good to have those expectations of yourself, truthfully. Um, I know in another reaction channel, he's, he goes by the name Dr. Disney, and he is himself a doctor, and he reacts to uh, Disney-related content. He made a channel over the pandemic, very similarly, where he uh, wants to make sort of family-friendly content. And yeah, like that, that, that balance is important to strike for yourself when you are when you know if you can identify your channel as like yes a hobby as you say that's like such an important thing for yourself because and for others because i th really think that you need to be able to set the expectations of like okay this is something that i need to balance with my own life and don't overextend yourself because that is the mm -hmm. trap i think people fall into is that if you this is something that you feel is an outlet once you start turning into like a quote-unquote business then things start to get a little like murky in terms of your commitment to it in terms of your passion and then your your energy that you can put into it so again i really appreciate you uh, clarifying that for yourself and for us today yeah i do hear about that a lot with people who do end up their channel becomes their job for example and they kind of fall in lo out of love of what they're doing and i'd never want that to happen to me i would never seen youtube as a job for me or i know that I, I it's just an enjoyment for me and i i think the second that it would start being hard for me to do is when i'd want to stop so if that ever did happen right. i would take a break at least at first and then see if I want to keep going. But 
to this point, it's never become that. It's always just been a bit of fun for me. So I think as long as that is how it keeps going, then I'll still be here doing what I can as long as I can. That's great. Um, and uh, yeah, so in that sense, uh, now that we've you're, you've gone on almost, I think, three years time uh, coming up to now. Over uh, three years now, yeah. Uh, how do you feel you've grown uh, with the channel over these past few years? I mean, I've gotten to know the YouTube area better, I guess, like how YouTube works, the algorithm, the way what thing what does well and what doesn't well, that's kind of helps with that. I think I've also just become more comfortable with being myself. Like I've always been nothing but myself, but to sharing more of myself and just completely like letting go. There are very few reactions where I completely am out of control, but sometimes it just happens where I'm just like, I lose it. Like I just can't. Um, but no, I think I've just got more comfortable, more happy with what I'm doing and just, yeah, I feel more comfortable doing it, more safe, more interactive as well, I think. The growth has been quite nice and I have appreciated the community that's grown. And I do always talk about how I think that I have the most lovely community. They're always so nice in the comments and <laughs> people are very sweet. And I don't get much hate, which is quite nice as well. Like every now and again, you get that kind of like mean comment or anything like that. But I think, yeah, I've grown with my child. I've become more mature as I've gone on older as well. I mean, in your 20, like I'm 22 now. Like uh, this is the prime time of when you're growing up to be who you are, I guess. So what people say. Right. So I think I have changed, but I think that yeah, I've kind of grown with my child. I think my audience that has been there since the beginning have grown with me. And that's quite nice as well that we were all growing together. And we're finding different things we're interested in, things like that. But we're still together and we're still enjoying what, we're, what we enjoy together, which is nice. I think, yeah, even though I'm only still like only three years, it's not that much. And not much has changed, to be honest. I think it's just like little things like that and just like growing up with it is quite nice. Yeah. I don't know. It's, yeah. I haven't gone and... long enough, I guess, to do anything. <laughs> I think the only other thing is like I've changed my editing style after I went through that. I don't know if right. you were there for the whole, um, what was it, 2021 when my channel was almost terminated. That caused a lot of changes for right. my channel. So I have changed editing here and there and I've changed the way that I do things and the way I also put my time towards it as well. But other than that, nothing much has changed. It's just kind of like I've changed a little maybe and I'm more comfortable now, but mm -hmm. that's about it. And uh, yeah, that might lead into uh, my last question here, uh, which is uh, what would you say is the most rewarding part of the channel for you? Again, the comments for me. It's just being able to talk to people yeah. in the comments. It's nice to get views and I obviously do care about those and how watching it grow is very nice. But the most rewarding thing is just like, people being like, oh, I like your reactions. And like, I reacted the same way as you. It's nice to see that we have the same reactions <laughs> and things like that and just, Getting to talk to people in the comments is the most rewarding thing. Just having people that want to talk to me. And especially when I see the same people commenting again and again and saying like this, I recognize their, their profile pictures. I recognize their names. That is the most rewarding thing. So that shows that they care about what you think and they want to keep watching your videos. They like your content. I think that's the most rewarding thing when you see someone right. constantly commenting. You're like, oh, that's so nice. And you, you kind of form that like bond <laughs> with them. Like those, I'm, I can become more friendly with those people because I kind of recognize them. We always become like kind of friends through YouTube in that way. I think that's really, it's really rewarding that was, yeah. That's great. Yeah. Uh, fantastic. Yeah. I, I appreciate the insight on all that. I do have our final questionnaire uh, for our, today's episode. Uh, it is just 10 questions sort of just down the barrel of uh, your experience here. Uh, so feel free to elaborate as much as you want and uh, let's get started. Uh, the first question is, uh, what is your favorite TV show? Does this include anime? Uh, yeah, anime as well, yeah. I'll put Alchemist then. That one, yeah. 
from the darkness. <laughs> Still up there. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> uh, what is your favorite film? Oh, that's a hard one. Um, I don't have a quite an answer for this. Um, don't worry. A lot of people don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't have a favorite film. I have ones in categories. Like, I have my favorite Disney film, which is, like, The Lion King. I have my favorite, like, anime film, which is Your Name. But, like, film altogether? I don't actually know. I don't think I can answer that. <laughs> And anime films, uh, fine. Yeah, if there's an anime film that you you uh, my favorite favor. anime film yeah. is Your Name. Yeah, that one. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Um, what would you say stresses you out? Um, my my uni course <laughs> that stresses me out. Exams stress me <laughs> okay. out big Very time. Fair. <laughs> um, I think in terms of YouTube, when something isn't, when a video isn't doing well, when a series isn't doing well, that stresses me out. I'm like, should I continue doing it? I'm the kind of person who like. When they start something, they don't want they don't want to stop. They kind of just want to finish it. So I've never actually dropped a show that I've done. But that just tends to stress me out when mm. I'm like, oh, like it's not doing well, but like I'm gonna keep doing it anyway. That's the kind of stress of mine as well. Right, right. Um, what helps you relax? Watching anime. <laughs> that helps me relax. Yeah. I also like to do, <laughs> read books is a big thing as well for me. I like to do that. Um, watching videos on YouTube, yeah. just hanging out with my family and my friends, that helps me relax as well. But if I'm really just need to relax, I'll just put an anime on and sit in bed and watch it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess. Uh, so then, what what pastime outside of TV or anime uh, do you think you would enjoy the most? R- reading that doesn't count as one of the things, right? Yeah. Reading. That's yeah, it. I've yeah, always that's been reading. Yeah, I, I I love reading. I've always loved it. It's always something that I've been really a big fan of and i still read to this day which is something that i think i'll always keep doing i think it's a nice different kind of media to enjoy which is very different from any other other kind of media so yeah reading mm-hmm. uh what would you say is your guilty pleasure anime yuri and ice <laughs> i think <laughs> i cast as a guilty pleasure i i love that i way more than i should and it's just always <laughs> one that i go back to when i'm feeling down or i'm just yeah I, it's always the one i hold back to i i've watched the episodes so many times i'm still waiting for that movie mappa promises a movie and it's still not here i don't know where it is but yeah that's my like yeah. one anime that i can say is not the best anime but it is solid it solidifies this space forever in my top 10 anime because i just love it too much <laughs> very fair <laughs> um what would your dream profession be besides uh your reactions or you know even going to uni for medical school beyond that to be like into like interior design i had a, like a mm-hmm. thought of doing that once also being a fashion designer but i'm really bad at art so i can do that i don't think <laughs> but those are the kind of things i think yeah. though the one thing that i wanted to do when i was a child was be a teacher but i never did go on yeah. to do that anymore anyway so yeah i guess i'm kind yeah. of doing what i, I want that. which is yeah. being a doctor <laughs> <laughs> it's also very good <laughs> um what Anime or show? Show? Would you say gave you your favorite reaction experience on the channel? Mm-hmm. Probably Attack on Titan. Nothing. No other reaction series has been quite like that. With how like mm-hmm. the comments that came out of it, the views, the experience, like it changed my experience of Attack on Titan altogether. Having been able to react to that, and I think it's the most memorable time. It also gave me some of the worst times at the same time with people just. <laughs> When things got very controversial and people were like Team Jaegerist or memorable. Team 
Marley and whatever that that got yeah, kind of hard, yeah, but yeah. also it did give me my best time on the sh- on the, the channel, and that's why I'm very sad that it's coming to an end. Like the next part is meant to be the last part, so to not be able to say, "Oh, Attack on Titan is back and my channel out," it's going to be quite sad to say that. Like goodbye to it, but right. that's the one I probably enjoyed the most doing on my channel. Um, what show do you wish you could erase from your memory and rewatch again for the first time on camera for a reaction? Oh, so many that I wish I could watch for the first time on camera and off camera. Um, one of them I've always wished I could do is just all of Attack on Titan, like from the beginning. Mm-hmm. I wish I could have done that. Right. Um, that's a big one that I wish I could have done, yeah. Um, maybe Jujutsu Kaisen, but it's, it's still quite new. No, I think the one, number one would be to do Attack on Titan just from the beginning. I think it would have been such a, like a, a journey and that sense of completion of something as well, I think. So out of the ones I've, yeah, I think Attack on Titan would be one that I would like to erase my mind and do as a reaction from the beginning. I, I'm, I'm for that, yeah. <laughs> I, I would love to watch those. <laughs> do you have a way that I can erase memory? <laughs> Send it to me so I can do that. <laughs> um, and the final question is, what advice would you give to your past self when you started the channel? Mm, what advice would I give? I don't know, like, I've always been myself, so I, I used to be like, just continue, like be hopeful and just keep doing what you enjoy. Don't care too much about the views. They do are, they are important, but like, they're not the most important thing. And you're gonna, you're gonna do well. Like you're gonna grow and you're gonna find a nice community there and that's okay. And just keep doing what you're doing and just be yourself. <laughs> it's good. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's very, very good advice. It's, it's, it's truthfully, probably in my opinion the most important advice <laughs> to, to remember <laughs> even for myself doing these every day um yeah. may thank you so much for joining us uh i really appreciate you making the time again i know it's late <laughs> where you're at it's so okay. Don't worry. Uh, I, I appreciate it coming on tonight where can everyone find you online so my youtube channel is otakume and on twitter you can find me as otakume one and that's about all i have really <laughs> It's good. It's, it's, it's different enough. <laughs> uh, yeah. If you're watching this on YouTube, please like, subscribe, all that good stuff. If you find this on the newsletter, please share that as well. We appreciate any subscribers to that. And we'll catch you on the next episode.